That's the name of the episode, Lazy Day Blowjob. Welcome to Indecorous Podcast. Indecorous means not in good taste. I'll shock the jizz at you. Impolite. When we would drop napalm in Vietnam, we just called it a one-white Charlie. Inappropriate. For pedophiles that like older women, that's what a teen movie is. Shameless. The Great Midget Orgy of 1939. Unacceptable. I was just trying to check his prostate with my dick. Indiscreet. You don't grow the mullet, the mullet grows you. Immoral. I'm not a cannibal, but I eat ass. And beyond the pale. This is what Orwell warned us about. In the Cross Comedy is a Reprehensibelli's Distinguished Educational Comedy Podcast hosted by stand-up comedian Carlos Valencia, Bobby D, and Ian. Either the smartest lowbrow or dirtiest highbrow podcast on the internet. Welcome to episode 102 of Indecorous Comedy. This is episode 2 of season 3. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. To my right is Ian. Literally to his right. In person today, motherfuckers. That's right. And then further to my right is Bobby. Yo. And then to my left is our very special guest, Sir Kevin Delgado. What's up? Yeah. Hey. I thought for a minute there you <laughs> pressed a button and we're talking double speed. <laughs> See, you're, all, you're always commenting on the tempo and I never notice it myself. Yeah, you were like, <laughs> just like, get right He's into got it. shit to do. Yeah, I got, I, got, I got another podcast to do right after this. <laughs> so tonight we'll be talking about indecorous news. We'll be diving deep into the indecorous history of communist Russia. We'll be doing an in memoriam COVID idiots edition. And we'll close it all out by answering listener questions. Now, before we get into anything, we got to do our corrections, apologies, and clarifications, as always. Oh, boy. And this came, actually, you know, it's a double-edged sword, this uh, Imgur that we have. It gets us a lot of views. Uh-uh. But then it also gets people commenting oh, on no. shit. I know where this is going. And so we only had the one, right? The one about the lady. Yeah. The Irish lady. You posted it, Ian. So what is it exactly that that... Lady Betty. She's Lady the, Betty. She was an executioner in, in Ireland. And she, girl power, yes. was on her little death sentence along with 20 or so other prisoners. And the executioner got, got whatever, explosive diarrhea, had a day off. <laughs> so she, doing the good Lord's work, was like, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of shit. I'll, I'll volunteer, and bitch just goes up there and slays everybody, and the guy's like, you know, well, we don't really have a backup executioner. You want the job? You can just, like, stay alive and not die. Yeah. So, yeah. She got off of being killed by volunteering to kill everybody else, which was pretty sweet way. Pretty smart. That's an icon. That's iconic. I know, right? That's that's. She literally slayed. She slayed. She slayed. She slayed. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. And so it turns out that none of that was true. No, no, you're no. the one that found this shit, bro. No, 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 no. It is true. It is true. But then apparently, on the poster that we made or that Ian made, we have a picture, and somebody posted, "Is this her though? She died in 1807, and the world's earliest photograph was 1826." <laughs> it's just Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> so, apparently, what you just take a random picture from the internet and post it as Dude, a poster? It's like, it's like her Wikipedia page or some shit. All right, so there's no explanation to this, then, Ian. It's basically you just found a picture of an old lady. <laughs> it's a woman. It's yeah, exactly. So at least you got the gender right. And then somebody else posted like, "This is not the first and only executioner in Ireland," because I guess that's what it says on the poster. But I mean, I think everybody can tell we mean the first female yeah. yeah first and only female you had to have somebody to kill people exactly so that. i think that that's right. a little nitpicky the picture is just ian doesn't give a fuck yeah. Yeah. as an old lady <laughs> we never thought i mean in, in ian's defense we never thought we'd have fifty thousand viewers for because that's like we got a lot of fucking traction for hundred thousand views hundred thousand crazy yeah. yeah, so it's a double-edged sword. A lot of uh, that also what she used to kill people at double-edged sword. <laughs> double-edged sword. Yeah, exactly. So it works out. And now there's the other thing. I'm glad you're here to see this, Kevin. Thank you. One of the questions we had last week was, "What's your favorite song?" Yeah, it's hard. You know, who don't? You know, it depends on the mood or whatever. But I brought up that when we had Henry Phillips on, he talked about this one song that didn't age very well. Because it's this old guy talking about he wants to date a 16-year-old. And then he was like, it's, you got to watch the video. It's super funny. You got to look it up. And we never did, but I brought it up last week, and I promised I would have it ready for this week. So let's just go ahead and play it. This is from 1980? This is from 1980. It's from uh, Benny Mardoni's, or Mardone's, and the song is called Into the Night. I love this song. And check out that. Have you seen the video before? This song is about a 16-year-old girl? Yes. 
it starts off with those very like okay like he's knocking on the door of the house where the girl lives and the dad comes out she's Yeah. <laughs> it starts off that way. Holy shit. Look at it, and he rolls that his Caitlin eyes. Caitlyn Jenner? <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy is obviously in his late 30s. <laughs> and Probably mid 40s, I would guess. That's, that is what yes. Caitlyn Jenner would have looked like if she'd had the surgery back in the day. Yeah, dude. And now he's staring out the window inside. To this little 16 year old. Oh, no, she is a child. That's a little child. She does not look like 16. (laughs) Yes. I can't like this song anymore. This song fucking sucks. Because TV 16 is like 21. She looks like 12 to 14, honestly. The dad was like, he's, well, that's the lyrics. She's just 16 years old. Leave her alone. And then, so he leaves, but he's like, (laughs) this is the oldest man in the world. Yes. Look at him. So now he's on a payphone. I don't know exactly what he's, who he's trying to call here. He looks like like a thin Ozzy Osbourne. Like a thin today, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> he is really broken up about now. But look, so now, like, look at him. Like, he's now the silhouette of the, of this. I mean, she doesn't even look sixteen. No, nah, dude, way younger than that. She looks five. I guess he's calling her. I guess that's what's going on right now. He's calling her on the pavement. It's like, listen, I went over. Your dad was like, you're sixteen, and you're old as fuck. Leave her alone. <laughs> I can't quit you, girl. <laughs> And she's not saying a whole lot. She's just kind of... Yeah, she's just quiet. She's yeah, almost... Yeah. That's probably why he likes her, because she knows how to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he loves about her. An art lost on most women. That's what he loves about the young women, is that they don't talk back. I mean, to be fair, this is a little less offensive than his other hit, No Means Yes. <laughs> this song is popular. This song is in, like, movies. So now it gets a little weird, because you can't really see it just yet, but he's going to take her in a second he's gonna get to her i don't remember how he gets to her though he's still on this payphone i think his time's about to run out too don't you have to keep putting coins into this shit i wasn't yeah. around for that uh, hey, well, I'm, yeah I'm that's a, right I'm that's right i'm 30 I'm a baby. so I, I, i've heard about this payphone shit he may have dialed click <laughs> well he's such a piece of shit he probably just called her collect or something. okay yeah, so yeah. check it out he just snuck in through the window of the oh, girl's room Threw a carpet on the floor. Maybe it was implied it was a magic carpet he flew in on. Uh, oh my god, well, is that what's about to happen? Is that what's about to fucking happen? Yes, he's about to take her on a magic carpet ride. Oh, metaphor. That looks like a different girl now. Yeah, because legally he couldn't have an actress who was 16. <laughs> so I'm thinking metaphor because in the 80s they did have the Harry Bush so carpet ride, you know? Oh, Jesus. You always find these secret connections too but yeah but this is where it really gets good he's like now he's face to face with the yeah, yeah. 13 oh, year old they're in New York yeah Statue yeah. of Liberty I just had to have the Statue of Liberty in the <laughs> I'm because still liberty, a patriot that's what he yeah. is looking for is liberty from all the restrictions oh, of, oh yeah, yeah now they're making out, out with a 13 year old yeah I mean he's saying that the country of France would approve their relationship that's right that's right <laughs> I swear to God, if they fly by the fucking World Trade Centers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That would be perfect. Yeah, I'm seeing some tongue going on there. Oh, yeah. This guy's fucking total. The only reason this guy wrote this song is so he could make this video and finally, like, get away with making out with a... Yeah, he found a socially acceptable way to make out with a 16-year-old girl. It works every time. As long as it's a music video in the 80s, anything was possible. This yeah. was a wild ride. That was everything that happened. If you would have told me that, it would have ended with him flying through through New York City in a magic carpet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's it's, fucking, story it's a great fucking. So this might be the greatest song of all time. I, I, I just wasn't. You knew this song before, mm-hmm. though, Kevin, right? See, and I, I like this song. I've played it for several people, and people are like, "Oh yeah, I know this song," but they've never seen the video. I guess I've never actually listened to the very beginning of the song. No, you just missed that part. Yeah, I guess he doesn't really mention the fact that she's 16 years old after that, yeah. right? It's just like, I got to get it right up front. Yeah, <laughs> and then hopefully forget about it. She's only 16 years old, so I'm going to respectfully wait another two years and maybe we'll start <laughs> hanging out. See, when you guys first brought the song, uh, I thought it was that f- there's like a song from the 50s where the lyrics are like, she's only 15 years old or some shit like that. Hey, you know what? To his credit, 
15 years old, still three years older than Edgar Allan Poe's wife. Is that right? 13 was his cousin I, I wife? Know. Yes, his, I thought he married his like 12-year-old cousin. Bobby will not let go of trying to cancel Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> That's his like, life mission. I didn't like the dark subject matter. Okay? <laughs> All right, guys, we're, we're going to move on to our first segment of the podcast. This is Indecorous News. This is the segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the United States and all over the world after you listen to this segment. You will never have to listen to another newscast ever again in your entire life. How was my tempo there, Bobby? Is that well, you know, you keep like switching it up. Now I'm all self-conscious about how fast or slow I'm reading. As you shit. should be. All right. The headline here is couple go on beach vacation, but their vacation got kind of weird and shit. And the source for this is Mike Walsh at ComicSans.com. So, you know, that's a reputable source. <laughs> yeah, dude, my favorite I, I did, I did double check that this was real. Bobby submitted this one, but it is a fucking site and it is a true story. So, Ian, I'll let you start us off. Alrighty. Linda, a woman born and raised in the Pacific Northwest, and her husband, who has hair on his chest but is not super hairy, were on a cruise ship vacation three years ago when, according to Linda, they began noticing people behaving a little extra interested in them. Unbeknownst to them, it was due to their matching pineapple bathing suits and what the people on the cruise ship thought the couple were trying to tell them. Do any of you guys know where this is going? Yeah, swingers. Really? You already knew this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Kevin is tuned in. Wow. Like, see, Bobby, you submitted this story, so did you know? Did you read the whole thing before you submitted uh, no, it? I, I, so you didn't know where this was going? No. And Ian. I just thought it was a yummy fruit brew. I had no idea. Fucking Kevin, you're on the ball. That's yeah. exactly right. Well, actually, Bobby, you can read the next paragraph, but yeah, you fucking nailed it. Apparently, the pineapple is used as a symbol of swinging. The pineapple placed upon the mailbox or front porch of any house is supposed to signify that a swinging party is happening. And also, pineapple clothing is meant to signify that the couple is into swinging. The couple posted about it on TikTok, and the clip has gone viral as most people's minds are blown by the reveal that their cute pineapple accessories may signify something to others that they completely didn't intend. So how do you know this, Kevin? Okay, so I've worked in the hospitality industry for many, many years, and I used to be a catering director at a country club, and a lot of girls used to get these pineapple tattoos, like waitresses and stuff, because it's like a sign of hospitality. Oh. So it's like a symbol of hospitality. Oh. And then I also started noticing like some of the members had it, and then... There was a group of members that used to come into our like fine dining restaurant and they would always sit together and it was six couples and we'd always joked about them fucking each other because huh. they were always there. It was every Thursday. They always hung out and then they would get drunk and then they would each leave with each other's wives. Like I always thought that was funny. And then we found out that that, that was it because we would drive by their houses and they had like straight up pineapples and pineapple accessories. Holy <laughs> like, shit! You know, it's like like, a Hank like, Hill, like no, like uh, instead of like a uh, like a lawn gnome, it's like a like, like a pineapple, like a pineapple and shit. Yeah, I had never heard of this till till this fucking story. And I That's think it has to be upside down to signify. That, yes. upside down pineapple signifies. That's that another trying, thing. Actually, here, Kevin, you can do this next part, which I think might get into that. Okay, so the pineapple can have a few meanings to those in the swinging lifestyle. Aside from the pineapple on the porch, the upside-down pineapple can mean that the person is in search of a swinger party. A pineapple left in your front door in the middle of the night signifies an invitation to join an ongoing party. And yeah, so that, in the picture, I saw, because this originated from that TikTok that this woman posted, and they both have pineapple shit. Like, she, he's got pineapple trunks, uh, and that's how I know that he's hairy, but not, like, super hairy. That's why I put that in there. From his trunk? Well, no, 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 not from his trunk because he has he no shirt on. No shirt on, exactly. And then she, he, she had a two-piece uh, bathing suit uh, with, with pineapples, but uh, it was like one line of pineapples regular, one line of pineapples upside down. So that's why people were like, "Oh, but look, see, some of them are upside down." So they just like SpongeBob. Is that huh? They just like SpongeBob. <laughs> SpongeBob. Oh, yeah, oh, the pineapple over there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It takes yeah. me a second. Uh, but yeah, so apparently this post, this person posted that TikTok and, and she was like, oh, we're just trying to be cute. And everybody was paying us attention at the cruise ship because they saw all the pineapples and shit. And she's like, I had no idea. But here's some more apparent. According to I Spy Investigations, whoever that is, pineapple lovers should also be cautious of the following items if they do not want to lead people into thinking they lead a swinger lifestyle. 
A man or woman wearing a red ball cap. That's fucking. Yeah. That that is that's a lot of people. Okay. White landscaping rocks in someone's front yard. Wearing a thumb ring. Wearing a toe ring. Switching the wedding ring to the right hand. Yin yang tattoo. Garden gnomes. Pink flamingo. Metal star on the front of the house. What? See, a lot of this people have this shit. This is to signify they're not into fucking. No, this has to be. I'm assuming this means that you are into yeah, these swinging. Are extra fucking. Oh, these are yeah. extra things to know. Yeah. This is like you could just say this about anybody. Yeah, apparently, everybody's a swing. It just says garden gnomes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people have that shit all over garden the place. Garden gnomes are as American as fucking apple pie. Yeah, everybody on the planet has at least one of these things going on at any given time. And what about the MAGA hats? Are we gonna just peruse <laughs> over the yeah, right. MAGA hats? I mean, all the Bloods apparently are swingers too. Yeah, dude. yeah that's that's why they fight. With the Crips, so. that's because they're not swinging. The Crips aren't swinging, and yeah. the, the the Bloods. <laughs> they're just like we're monogamous. <laughs> yes, that's, that's, we finally got to the crux of that rivalry. It's just monogamy versus polygamy. Because <laughs> I I have some pretty loud clothes, so my fear is like, how well known is this? Because let's say I'm out wearing my pineapple paraphernalia. And I don't get hit on. Can I fall back on? Hopefully, no one knows about this shit. Or would you say if I don't get hit on, it's because I'm an ugly man? I I don't know. That's a great. I mean, I don't know how many. I like I had no idea about this shit. And I would hope also that the people that do know about it at least would have some hesitation and no, don't automatically assume. Yeah, don't just like eh, we're gonna fuck. Right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like that's a little bit much. Uh, listeners, uh, I don't have any of these things, but I am willing to fuck. <laughs> so yes. let me let me complicate the question even further because Kevin's here. So speaking from the gay community, <laughs> is there a special twist on this to signify tops and bottoms or versatile or how would that play into everything? Ah, uh, yes, yes. I've uh, heard of <laughs> handkerchief shit. Have you heard of that shit? Um, I think that is. Uh, yeah, there is. That is more so for the. Um, because I know bears have like a brown handkerchief or something, and that. Especially at Pride, if you see like a like like a flag, kind of uh, almost like gang banging type shit, depending on where in the pot, which pocket or yeah, or, that's or the where, thing. where you have it signifies like the type of like kink that you're in, right? Or something. Uh, I think uh, brown is obviously like shit. Like you're, yeah, because <laughs> I heard like like yellow was like into you're into pee shit yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but I don't. I do fuck, but I don't know much. Cause I don't really like. I'm not in that. I'm not in like the 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 thick of it in that way. It's <laughs> a good pickup line. I do fuck, but I don't know much. But I don't know much. <laughs> I want to learn. Teach me. <laughs> I like to fuck, and I'm willing to learn. <laughs> I don't like that these people just got together and decided all these symbols for me. Yeah. I don't know any any symbols like that. I'm not tuned into the symbol community. I used to work at uh, the Melting Pot, the fucking fondue place, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah. that's fondues are like notorious for swingers. Yeah, yeah, like they really? have fondue parties. Like in the seventies, that's where that started. Was people would have like fondue parties, and then oh, they yeah. would have sex, which is insane to me because that's so much cheese that you eat. <laughs> You're gonna go <laughs> fuck right afterwards. But people used to come in and they would ask shit like, "Oh, did you know that this is like swinger shit?" I was like. I don't care. Like, I really don't. Just go fuck you. There's so much shit, man. And, like, again, like, I just found this out. And it makes me think, like, how much shit is there out there that I don't know right now? That I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, if one of your shoes is untied, that means you like getting shit up your nose or some shit. I don't like, you know what I mean? If you're in Louisiana, in New Orleans, and somebody comes up to you and asks you where you got your shoes from, just don't say anything and just walk. Or say no, or, or it's either that or you just say my feet, because that's like a it's like a thing. If you say the wrong thing, or you say an actual store, they're gonna beat the shit out of you. What? Oh, no. That's yeah. a thing. And they'll steal your shoes. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but I want to say, look, it's gotta be like a two way thing, man. Like, all right. Uh, maybe I should inform myself m- more, but also you shouldn't assume that everything that you know, everybody else yeah. knows. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Just because. Uh, you asked me where I got my shoes. Doesn't I'm, you automatically assume I'm supposed to be like my feet or some shit? I don't know. Yeah. You know I mean, come on, man. I can't keep track of all this fucking shit. I, I mean, apparently, if you go to the wrong bathroom and just have a wide stance, that's an open invitation. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Apparently, if you put your dick through the little hole to the next stall, that's an invitation, too. Now, I can get it, though, because like, you were saying, like, if you're at Pride and if you're doing that, like, okay, you're at, like, the, the, the context. 
Like if you're at Pride and you're wearing the handkerchief, then okay, I can see like okay, well, you know the whole context. Pride isn't just about sex. We're not all about. It's about love. Well, that's the only dude. reason I go. Dare you? <laughs> but if you're just like at the bank waiting to make a deposit and you just happen to have one of these shits, those guys. Oh yeah, this guy's trying to fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, man. It's got to be two-way street. All right, let's move on to our main segment of the night. This is Indecorous Deep Dive. We build this show as an educational comedy podcast. We often fall short of the latter, but we always deliver on the former. This week's Deep Dive was written by Ian. What? People correctly assumed that Soviet-era Russia was a shithole. But few can comprehend just how fucked it truly was. From rationing food to cannibalism to everyone wearing whack knockoff Adidas gear, this is all the indecorous shit you didn't know about communist Russia. Bobby, you can start us off. Russia banned every single movie from the West except for The Grapes of Wrath. What? Oh, because that was kind of about workers? Okay, yeah, well, that was like, you know, <laughs> hey, if you work hard, you could one day have this. It'd be funny if they were just like, no, nah, they just really love grapes. <laughs> That's why <what laughs> Russians love really grapes. really mad about all these grapes. <laughs> yeah. they, they thought it was a horror movie about grapes that were killing people. I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be fucking a banger right here, Grapes of Wrath. This was because the movie depicted poor, struggling, working-class yeah. people in capitalist America. Leaders thought this would be nice propaganda and help paint the U.S. as even more of a shithole than Russia, but this plan backfired. Russian citizens were outraged seeing working poor Americans depicted in the movie with broken-down cars and tiny houses because, comparatively speaking, this was more than middle-class Russians had, <laughs> so the movie had the opposite effect and sharply lowered morale. After the uproar, the government quickly banned the movie. <laughs> so they were like, this is poor people in America? Fuck, I wish I was poor people in yeah, America. Dude. Like, basically. Pretty you much. just keep exactly. working hard, you too could have a broken down car. <laughs> <You're a tiny laughs> I can sort of understand this, though, because I've lived in South America for a long time. Did you, you, and you're from, like, your family's from Peru, yeah. Kevin, right? Have you been to Peru? Yeah, I lived there for six oh, months. Six. Okay, so you would know, too. Being poor in America, this just does not compare to being poor. I mean, my family's very wealthy in Peru, so I would never. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying. You know. <laughs> what is this disgusting poor? You yeah, see? but I'm talking about the people you spit on when you go to Peru. You know, you've seen them. Oh yeah, uh, like poor people in in any kind of third world country. It's like holy shit. It's sad as shit. Seriously, sad. fucking depressing shit. Like, yeah, obviously there's poor people in America and it's hard and it's, it's never easy to be fucking poor, but God damn it, there's like leaps of difference. Yeah. In like, there are oh, yeah. levels. Yeah. There are levels. Sure. Like I think porno parody movie called- Of course you're going to bring it back to porn. No, 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 I, I got it's, you there. It's yes. a porno period movie. <laughs> that, that could be full circle. so many things. And you guys can probably guess the name, but um, The Gapes of Wrath. The Gapes of Wrath, okay, yes. And, yes. and of course it was- Poor people. It was like some third world country shit there because it was from Russia. They had all these Russian girls getting banged, and it was yeah, like you guys said, just a yeah. different level. It was art. Sounds very moving. I like that. That's that's your addition to our story of third world poverty is the gapes of wrath. <laughs> gapes of wrath. I live vicariously through porn. What can I say? All right, all right. I'll do this next one. After the siege of Leningrad during World War II, Saint Petersburg experienced widespread famine. People resorted to eating their pets, cannibalism of the elderly, and for fortunate families that had an extra kid, they got to enjoy the human equivalent of veal. Yee. But a team of proud Soviet botanists locked in a super science bunker had diamond tummies and chose to starve themselves instead of eating the country's largest agricultural seed bank. But the seeds were unfortunately destroyed, so the heroic act was all for naught. All right, Ian, you're going to have to explain this. I, I got the cannibalism part, but what is this about science guys in a bunker? Yeah, so basically, like, uh, Russia had mad famine because their scientists over there believed in a lot of pseudoscience bullshit because uh -huh. it was more it adhered to the communist, Marxist sort of principles of instead of thinking there was in genetics, the way they work with natural selection and things like that, that turned a lot of the scientists off because they wanted to believe that everything was communism by the book. So they came up with all these other crazy things, and their crops just went fucking bad shit. So massive famine, country was starving. So the scientists decided we need to get a seed bank going because 
shit's about to get really dire. Mm-hmm. So they locked up a team of scientists with the seed bank. So while the rest of the country was eating themselves, these dudes, diamond bellies, were trying to fucking not eat the shit. So, and most of them just fucking died a good Christian death. So would have worked out. And so all that shit, but then the seeds got fucking burned down in a fire. So they lost all that. Was it like idiocracy where they were just giving the plants Gatorade? It's exactly, yeah, exactly <laughs> like that. I don't know what diamond bellies means. Okay, so you guys have heard of a, like Wall Street Bets kind of put oh, in the... so there's a diamond hands yeah, reference? Yeah, diamond hands. Diamond hands are like, hold on to that shit. Good Diamond's Lord. belly is like, don't eat that shit. Cause, you know, you're Ian to- loves dropping terminology that only he gets. <laughs> and then we have to like put the dots together and shit. All right. Yeah. It's like a step above the people that use acronyms specific to their job. Like in <laughs> their, you know, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can do this next one. Yeah, go Popular for it. propaganda tactic, often used by Fox News, known as whataboutism, actually started in Cold War era Russia. News outlets always pointed out shitty things happening in the West anytime a terrible story had to be reported domestically. Widespread famine and cannibalism is sweeping the country, but what about prohibition over there in America? We are free to eat our children while they can't even legally drink vodka. I mean, they basically still do that. Isn't that what that uh, Russian RT does russian today i think it's what it's called it's like a russian sponsored oh, yeah, channel yeah. i know the one you're talking about yeah and that's what their whole mo is it's like hey let's show all the shittiest shit about america which i mean sometimes it's legit because there is a lot of shitty shit in america how dare you sir? yeah i know right i was wondering that was a test see who the real patriots <laughs> are French, here on this yeah. podcast but yeah, that's basically been the MO. I mean, and we did it to them too, I'm sure. I mean, although it is probably true that it was shitty as fuck back oh, then. Yeah. I, I got a, a little dose of that in Ireland recently. Yeah, Bobby just went to Ireland for the listeners at home. Yeah, I didn't see a single white egg. Like, I don't even think you could legally sell white eggs. <laughs> like, I don't think they know what white eggs are in anywhere in Europe. And wow. Yeah, all the food is like real shit. Their corporations over there haven't uh, lobbied their way into being able to poison us, you know? Uh-huh. So wait, so white eggs are not natural? Hell no. I didn't know that. So I honestly like did not know that. Yellow. Yeah, I thought you were complaining yeah. because you like everything to be white. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's, it's something that happened in the 50s. They bleached a lot of stuff because the, the aesthetic back in the day made it more pleasing. Like That's why like sugar is bleached. Is that and, right? Like, salt like bread, and like salt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, didn't, I did not know that. Part of the Aryan Nation propaganda, bro. During the 1930s, the government created a new six-day work week calendar in a deliberate attempt to get rid of religion. I'm down so far. (laughs) So far, so good. I'll lose my Saturday if I get rid of all these religious fuckers. (laughs) Everyone loves their church, their Jesus, Muhammad, or Elephant Man with a dozen arms. But if motherfuckers don't have but one day off of work, they are going to prioritize sleeping in and getting blowjobs. Amen. Like it's that easy? Really? Is that yeah. easy for you, Ian? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what keeps you from getting blowjobs is not having a day off to do it. <laughs> I just can't yeah. find time to get these blowjobs. If only there was a day that I could. <laughs> After the six-day work week was a hit, the Supreme Economic Council scaled up the calendars to allow for continuous production for up to a 37-day work week consisting of 30 straight days of work with seven days off. Oof. What is it? You can't have a 37-day work week. <laughs> well, 37 <laughs> they make you go back in time. <laughs> what are you talking They got rid of the Judeo-Christian calendar. I'm submitting this for next week's errors and corrections. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Which would be 37 days from now. <laughs> That's right. If only we had this schedule for the podcast, it wouldn't be so rigorous. <laughs> yeah, we're out every week, which means 37 days. <laughs> what? Yeah, isn't this like, what, does this take place on like Venus or something? <laughs> this is some newspeak shit right here, man. This is how you convince people. No, it's just a week. <laughs> it's just that a week is 37 days. <laughs> this was a bit much, though, as all the machines started breaking because there wasn't enough planned downtime for maintenance. But on the upside, church was all but dead by the 1940s. Yeah. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. That is crazy, though, that they probably, that's probably the reason they had to, like, change this. 
not because you are wearing out the workers. It's because the machines. That's pretty bad. When even the machines can't take the fucking workload. <laughs> He's like, all right, we need yeah. to take care of these machines. Forget the, the 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 people are replaceable. We can always get younger people. But so it sounds like what they were doing was they were basically banking on if we give people one day off, they won't go to church. They'll just stay home and get lazy day, blowjobs, whatever. Yeah, blowjobs. Yeah, sure. I don't know, Ian lives the fantasy life of any any moment off that Ian gets, it's all blowjobs, apparently. I love a good lazy day. It's a good lazy day. Of, and on the seventh day, the Lord got a blowjob. But then they went to like two weeks off, and motherfuckers were still going to church, so they went to three weeks. And they just kept going up and up and up until people were like, finally, like, fuck it. I got to have my lazy day blowjob off. And, then, and yeah, that was it. <laughs> That's the name of the episode, Lazy Day Blowjob. Lazy Day Blowjob Off. Yeah, that's a good comedy album name or something. <laughs> that's another porn Ian was about to reference, Lazy Day Blowjob Off. <laughs> Lazy Day Blowjob Off. I can take us on this next one here. Right. Before there was America's Got Talent, The Voice, or So You Think You Can Dance, Russia was at the forefront of live reality TV contests. But they did things kind of different. The Soviet Union had an internationally televised song contest but as few viewers had phones, they would turn the lights on if they liked a song and turn them off if they didn't. The power spikes were recorded by the state energy company, and those reports were passed to the station to pick the winner. This sounds like, uh, like a pandemic comedy show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. So you just turn up. So basically, and so how did, who the fuck's job was it to count the votes? Like you just look outside and. So apparently the energy company could look at the spikes. Oh. So they would just basically say there's a big spike happening at eight o'clock from eight o'clock to eight o two. And that's whenever John Smith was singing or whatever, you know, <laughs> so they, they knew when to fucking uh, look at that. So shit. everybody would have to know to turn off their lights. Yeah. Beforehand, before the show starts. How so. much would your ego Jesus fucking just drop if you're like, if you're, because some of this stuff gets pre recorded, I guess. So you're at home in your neighborhood and your little special segment goes on where you're doing your little, little karaoke bullshit and the whole neighborhood just goes pitch black. Like, how much would your soul just be crushed? Well, I mean, but I'm assuming, yeah, that, I mean, that, I know the point that you're trying to make, but I think you have to start from darkness because otherwise, how yeah. are you going to, like, if everybody has their lights on, well, you can't turn them any brighter when you like somebody more. Right, so everybody has to go pitch black when the show starts. That's inspirational. Yeah. You start from darkness. <laughs> if you gotta go down in the basement, turn that shit on. It's like every every light in the house has to be on. This is know? way too much work, man. I mean, I don't even watch these shows now, let alone if I had to like turn off the lights before I started watching The Voice. Yeah, I think maybe the cost of keeping track of all that stuff was what bankrupted the country. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. You had to hire somebody to look at the lights in every block of Moscow in every fucking city. <laughs> okay, I'll do this last one. But they do get some boss-level points for how they handled terrorists <laughs> back in the early 1980s. Well, America has... Uh, has a some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, America has a some pussy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, this is what makes it fun when Ian writes the deep dive. <laughs> well, America has a some pussy. <laughs> we won't negotiate with terrorist policies. Russia was down to negotiate. In 1985, a Lebanese outfit called the Islamic Liberation Organization kidnapped four Russian diplomats and threatened to kill them. Russian leaders opened negotiations by kidnapping a relative of the group's leader, cutting his dick off, and sending it over to the group. When the terrorist group tried to play chicken, Russia shot and killed the relative, <laughs> then kidnapped another dude and castrated him. Finally, the terrorist group freed the diplomats. And that's how you win the war on terror, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty hardcore. I don't know why I got into this, but I just recently was uh, looking up that. You remember a few years? Well, at this point, it might have been like 10, 15 years ago when the, some Chechen rebels took over a theater in Moscow. They just stormed a theater and took everybody hostage. And then the Russians just fucking threw some gas into that, some kind of knockout gas. And they stormed the place, killed all the terrorists, but also like a hundred other people that were in the theater died. And it was because of the gas. Like uh, it wasn't even yeah. the terrorists killing them. It was the gas that they threw in there to knock everybody out. Like they don't give a fuck. Acceptable casualty of war. Yeah, no, I, I thought you were about to bring up that school and was it like <laughs> Breslin or Beslin or something where Chechen rebels, they 
killed like 300 and something children. Wow, no, I don't, I don't remember yeah. that part. No. Those Chechens, yeah. man. Yeah, the Chechens aren't fucking around, but neither are the Russians. They're like, all right, yeah, oh, we'll yeah. cut your dick off too, I'm, man. I'm pretty sure it was Chechnya that was uh, saying that there was no gay people here. Gay people don't exist here. Oh, no, that was shit. Mahmoud Ahmadinejad talking about Iran. No, but I think like it, it, yeah, but I mean they're ago, all Muslim like, though. Like yeah. four, like four years ago, it was like Chechnya was ah. like doing this thing where they were like they'd started off with like they would get on grinder and trick dudes. <laughs> oh, wow, really? Yeah, and they would oh. kidnap, they'd kidnap these men, and the president or whatever of Chechnya was like, "There are no gay people here. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's like what do you? Do? You're horrible. You're a horrible person." So they're to catch a predator is a little bit different than art to catch a predator. Yeah. Yeah. High stakes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's the other thing is like, all right, the Russians are obviously fucking dicks, but then the Chechens aren't blameless. See, they're they're also pretty hardcore. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll give them props for being just like, all right, you're gonna be hardcore. Then fuck it, we're gonna be hardcore with you too. Two wrongs don't make a pipe bomb. <laughs> well, America has a some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you figured that out, Ian? Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna have to not fuck up and hold this the whole time. Anyway. <laughs> That's the all right. So uh, also known as no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know how to use my phone because my wife is not around. <laughs> you need to have some grandkids, dude, so they can explain technology to you. <laughs> you just skip the children part. Yeah, just right? have grandkids. Can you do that? I'm going to do that when I get really old. I'm just going to adopt a Adopt grandkid. grandkids, just to explain how the remote works and I, shit. I tried one time because like, I spunk, and then I got a second win. I spunked on top of that spunk, but it did not produce grandbabies. All right, you just grossed us out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just move on to our next segment. This is In Memoriam. Every week or whenever we feel like it, we at Indecorous Comedy like to take a step back and remember those who are no longer with us in the Indecorous universe. This week, we're taking a look back at COVID-idiots. COVID started out as an indiscriminate killer, but through the miracle of modern science, it's transformed more into an idiot extermination machine. Tonight we remember some of the idiots that fucked around and found out. I'll do this first one. The COVID number one is Denver Sheriff Deputy Duke Trujillo. Trujillo shared social media content that rejected the COVID vaccine. A Facebook profile photo updated in early May stated, I have an immune system. Which that's, that's pretty fucking uh, <laughs> bold to say. Yeah, I think we all do. And in late April, Trujillo profile picture bore a banner that read, I don't care if you had your vaccine. Which, that's kind of like, why? <laughs> okay, if you don't care, then why are you even fucking posting? Yeah, what are you posting about? How you don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. I said it's fine, all right? <laughs> <laughs> His final post on Instagram read, Before you shame me in public for not having a mask, ask yourself one simple question. Will this mask stop an uppercut? Uh-oh. Who's a fucking cop, by the way, saying all this shit? Yeah, that checks out. Also in April, he reposted an anti-vaccination video on TikTok with the caption, I'll get it later on after y'all start growing appendages out of y'all's foreheads. Oh, one of those guys. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately, Trujillo will never get to see anyone's mutant appendages since he died of COVID on May 26th of 2021. So that's what they thought. They thought it was going to be either Toxic Avenger, yeah. is what happens whenever you get the stab, or you can basically... Just be good and fucking rest on your Bible and that'll get you through. Yeah, yeah that'll get you through it. And apparently it just, uh, it just, apparently it doesn't work that way. So Ian, you can do this next. Before. Real, real quick. I, I will say though, I am getting tired of like, I have seen a thousand news articles that are just like, this guy didn't think COVID was a big deal and now he's dead. Oh yeah. There, I mean, I'm getting tired of people posting that. Just, <laughs> I hate to give this guy some credit, but I do, I am getting tired of at this point uh, people posting like I got vaccinated. Like really, it's fucking September at this point, man. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like it's just now. <laughs> About time. Yeah. Yeah. Someone that's loud and proud at this stage in the game, they're pretty much just saying they were anti-vaxxer that had a significant other that badgered them I into guess it. So, but I mean, it's like all right. I mean, I'm still glad that they're getting the vaccine, but I'm like, it's a little bit late to be showing off that you got the vaccine. All right, Ian, you can do this next one. All right, COVID number two is Stephen Harmon, who sarcastically posted the following on Twitter. When you can't trust the Bible because it was written by a man, but you can trust CDC Fauci guidelines because they were written by a man. Makes total sense. That also annoys me. What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) It's like written, like it's, he's trying to be sarcastic, but it's so poorly written that it's like, uh, he's basically trying to say like, oh, so 
you can't trust the Bible, but you're going to trust this Fauci guy? And it's like, yeah. Well, well, Fauci <laughs> has like a, a degree yes. and the CDC is run by a bunch of scientists with, with facts. Ex- and exactly. And the Bible was written by, we don't even really know. Who. It's like they're fucking owning themselves. I was like, yes, that's exactly yeah, why we trust scientists. It's pretty much a cell phone, yeah. Yeah. There's another tweet that he posted. There's another tweet. If you're having email problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a Vax ain't one. Ah, uh, we found a Christian rapper. Vax is the solution. It's a, it's not a problem. It's a solution. Yeah, yeah. Like the first, I actually, the first time that I saw this, I thought like, oh, he's saying that he got the vaccine. Oh, great. But no, he's just trying to be a fucking, uh, like, look at how clever I am. I didn't get a vaccine. Alter 2002 called. They want that joke back. Yes, they right, did. Then a month later, despite contracting COVID and being hospitalized, Stephen remained defiant, tweeting the following. If you don't have faith that God can heal me over your stupid ventilator, then keep the hell out of my ICU room. There's no room in here for fear or lack of faith. Hashtag things I'm about to scream. Yeah, this dude is already wow. at the hospital. He's still fucking sticking to like... He's mocking the ventilator that was going to save his life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Again, it's this thing where it's like they put all, all this clout into faith. And it's like, that's cool. You can ha- have that. But that's not going to save your life, man. Like that. Well, and then your faith already didn't keep you from getting COVID. Right. So now you think, oh, no, no, I'm a, I got, God gave me the COVID, but I, he'll, now he's going to take care of me? Like, get, get your fucking ventilator away from me? God wouldn't give you a test that you couldn't handle? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is like a cripple mocking a set of stairs. I mean, this guy's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to talk to that cripple. Yeah, right. It's like, fuck <laughs> stairs. Oh, upstairs. going to roast you motherfucking stairs. <laughs> Steps and shit. <laughs> All right, but his bravado didn't last very long. And three days later, he tweeted, I'm choosing to going under intubation. Now, that's uh, exactly how he wrote it. That's not Ian fucking it okay, up. Yeah, that's yeah. How he, that's <laughs> I'm choosing to going under intubation. I felt this thing as hard as I can, but unfortunately, it's reached a point of critical choice, and as much as I hate having to do this, I'd rather it be willingness than forced emergency procedure. Don't know when I'll wake up. Please pray. What? The the balls to be dying in your deathbed, but still needing to tweet. It's so yeah, funny. that's yeah. another thing I didn't even think about. This motherfucker is tweeting from his deathbed. And still, he's asking for prayers. Right. <laughs> just getting like, just getting pictures of his hospital food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what I had for breakfast. This is my last breakfast. <laughs> just chicken broth. He's letting all the believers know. So what happened to this guy? Ian? All right. So unfortunately for Stephen, people didn't pray hard enough. And one day later, he went from having 99 problems to not having a single one. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he didn't last very long. 2002 called. They wanted to. <laughs> also, didn't you pray before? And, th- and and you still got COVID. I'm sure you prayed once you got COVID. Still didn't work. You're still fucking holding on to this fucking pray thing that didn't work already three the prayer times. warriors just didn't have enough critical mass. I guess so. He didn't know enough influential <laughs> prayer warriors. <laughs> I think it's funny because a lot of people will be like, oh, God will save me and all this. And they'll give me a sign and they'll send me the cure. And it's like. Yeah, they, he is. Like, the vaccination is, like, God's way of being, like... Vaccination's the sign. The fuck? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yep. All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. covid at number three is Captain Joe Manning, 57, of the Wayne County Sheriff's Office in Georgia. Woo! Yeah, again, another cop, which should tell you something about the best and brightest that we're <laughs> hiring to be police officers in this country. Who frequently voiced anti-vaccine sentiments... One of his posts included a button that boasted, I am not vaccinated by choice, and that's my right. Manning also promoted the animal dewormer ivermectin as a treatment for COVID. In one post from August 14th, Captain Manning shared the location of a feed shop that carried the animal medication, saying, Okay, folks, Wayne Feed and Seed has some liquid and paste ivermectin. Get it while supplies last. But they're not sheeple. Yeah, that's right, but they're not sheeple, and they're taking animal medicine. Real quick, I don't know if you guys knew this, Joe Rogan caught COVID. Yeah. And is also taking that fucking animal dewormer bullshit. I heard that. Did you hear about that? Yeah. He caught, that, that's, I'm a comedian with Twitter. I, of course I've heard yeah, that. Yeah, right. Well, I, the thing is, like, I kept seeing Joe Rogan trend, but I wasn't. I didn't know why, and then later I found out, yeah, it's that. He caught COVID, and he's fucking doing this crazy-ass yeah. shit. 
I mean, he spent a good portion of his early career making people eat like other shit. So this yeah. is like nothing for him. Yeah, it's just the ivermectin challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is yeah. He was in. That's right. They should put this in Fear Factor. I will say though, with all of the people that he has on and everything, and he seems to be a big fan of information and stuff, I would be curious to hear what it was that he, what source he went to, to where he was like, all right, I'm not only am I doing it, I'm posting about DMT. it. DMT. He did DMT and he yeah. met a, a being. It was like ivermectin, dude. I'm curious how people came up with this idea that like a dewormer is somehow on par with like. I want to think it was, it started off as a troll because yeah. of the whole sheep thing and yeah. somebody was like trolling them and they're like, that makes sense. I was just thinking about that today, man. It's like if somebody wanted to do that, and like if their mission was to like, let me try to fucking get a lot of these dumbasses dead. That's easy. <laughs> like you just try to somehow sneak it into like, no, you know what cures COVID. And if you just sneak it into like right wing radio and right wing pundits, so, they're so susceptible. They'll all eat it up. They'll all do it. Uh, there's a, a picture of Trump that was trending recently because a bunch of these Trump Facebook groups were passing it around and we're like this is amazing it's such a good point it's like it's like a portrait of trump in the oval office and behind him is like supposed to be christ but it's not christ it's charles manson like clearly charles manson and so they're all just like hyping it up like being like look how amazing this is that's god's president but he still has the uh the swastika tattoo. Well, you can see it very subtly if you look like close enough, but it's just, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> All right. So Bobby, you can take us on this next one. It's still the same one. Yeah. But we yeah. can finish it off. Yeah. You get, get it finishes off. Can I take us on it? Touch the balls. <laughs> Captain Manning discussed his use of the drug on Facebook and complained when the social media platform disciplined him for posting misinformation. I've been censured again in regards to posting an opinion on COVID and being one who hasn't been vaccinated, he wrote in July. The good news is Captain Manning will never have to worry about Facebook censoring his virus remedies again as his virus remedies failed him and he died of COVID on August 25th, 2021. Cue the tiny violins. He said censuring. I know who this is because I've seen all the stuff that they're talking about. Oh, really? And I've seen that tweet because I, I was making fun of that tweet the other day This because uh, he, he didn't even spell cen- censoring right. Uh, yeah, right. And I didn't know he was dead. So uh, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's got a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll do this. I'll do this last one. Covidiot number four is Donald Tice, an Alaska Trump supporter who took his Trump worshiping to the next level by actually getting a tattoo of Donald Trump on the back of his hand. And we have a picture here. How would you guys describe this picture? Superhero Trump doing like the super Superman kind of pose. It's like the Superman about to go out flying pose. It's like prison tattoo quality. It's not good. He looks like he just got called down on the prices right. <laughs> yeah, that's expression on his face. Huh? It's it, 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 the other thing about a lot of the well, I just I haven't seen tattoos, although I'm sure there's plenty that have tattoos. But you see these drawings that Trumpers wave around like flags and banners and shit. Oh yeah, and it'll yeah. be like Trump with Rambo's body. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> he doesn't tough. look anything like that, dude. If the guy wasn't a slob, you wouldn't have to put him on another person's body to make him look just good. Double fisting diet cokes. I can't. I don't get why they idolize him so much like he clearly does not like he hates them like he's a fucking oh yeah absolutely capitalist piece of shit donald trump would never hang out with this guy never but he's punching illegal immigrants and socialism <laughs> i mean come on that's right that's why he punched him into the outer space illegal immigrants and socialism. Yeah. oh that's hold on real quick go back up isn't that a white supremacist oh absolutely oh yeah. with an arrow pointing to it to, <laughs> just to, to remind you like check there it out it is. Is. i'm with stupid I'm, yeah <laughs> Further down on his arm, he does have something that, yeah, I don't know enough of this, the symbology of all this shit, but yeah, it looks like some kind of Iron Cross type of thing. He also hawked Trump merch during the election season, posting pictures on Facebook of an assortment of masks that said things like, Donald Trump matters. Oh, fuck yourself, oh, wow. dude. As well as one that featured Donald Trump flipping the bird, and we have pictures of this too. So I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. He's at least he's wearing masks. They he's putting <laughs> stupid shit on it. But those are the merchandise that he was selling. Oh, he got a tattoo of his merch. Yeah, that's what. I, <laughs> yeah, he, he's got a mask with the fucking same Superman pose. He took self promotion literally. Yep. His masterpiece COVID post though came on August fifth, twenty twenty, when Mister Tice posted the following on Facebook. I have a plan. Inject me with the coronavirus. If I die, then all of your paranoid bullshit is legit. 
If I don't die, then you all are fucking deceived political pawns. Let's go. Bring it. Alaska has won. America has won. Flag emoji and uh, flexing and fist pound. Sometimes I wish that movie about the vampires killing all those people in Alaska was a real thing. <laughs> oh, I don't even know that one, but yeah, sure. 30 Days of Night, it's good. It's brutal. Okay. It's brutal. I'll have to check that out. I love how, like, it's America has won, except for I hate more than half of the people. Here. <laughs> yeah, of course. yeah, that's true. <laughs> America, is, America is two. You might be happy. Only the whites. Uh, well, it took a few months, but Donald's genius plan finally came to fruition as he made the following post on Facebook. He said, a requiem. Currently, I am in Providence Hospital ICU fighting COVID complications. Each day, my lungs are getting worse. I may be on the ventilator tonight. That pretty much means the end. My body, heart, and all else is healthy. Just my lungs are dying. And this is how he ended it. President Trump, fight the hood fight. That's what he said. <laughs> hood fight. I'm reading exactly how he oh, wrote it. No. Break down the left's fraud. Make America great again. So this guy is dying. And he's still trying to break down the left's fraud. I'm glad that he got hood fights in there. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Fight the hood fight. Yeah, that was intentional. <laughs> so uh, finally, needless to say, Donald Tice died in November of 2020, thus proving all our paranoid bullshit was in fact legit. So actually, he did end up proving that it wasn't a fucking horseshit. Oh, the 600,000 people that have died. From yeah, yeah. Dead. Apparently it wasn't all fake. <laughs> it's, and this is kind of like even at least the other guy eventually gave up the guy that was praying about everything. This dude, that's his final Facebook. He's still like, yeah, this is still, I'm dying of a hoax is basically what he's trying to say. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to let this hoax kill me. Yeah, and then it did. All right, guys, we're going to move on to our last segment of the podcast. Uh, we like to close the show with questions sent from our trillions of listeners around the world. Dude, we, we got trillions. We got trillions. Yeah, and there's not even, not even that many people in the world, but I think uh, we're counting dead people that have died since we started the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I just go by the Nielsen ratings. We accept all questions, but we really have an answer for any of them. Question one is always, where do I send questions? That's indecorouscomedy at gmail.com or through social media. Facebook, Instagram at indecorouscomedy, Twitter at indecorouspod, Patreon at themshits.com. And how do you spell indecorous, Bobby? That's I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. That is correct. And then our first question is for coming from Dom. Dom asks, will there ever be a baby born that can swim faster than a shark? <laughs> I am going to say no. What do you think, Kevin? Faster than a shark? Yeah, a baby that can swim fast. Human baby? Human ba I'm assuming human baby. I don't think so, mostly because sharks, if you didn't know this, are aquatic. And they like live their whole life underwater, so they like start from birth. Oh, that's your opinion. Yeah, yeah, you're entitled to your opinion, Kevin. I've been a human, and I don't spend that much time underwater. Stop trying to push your leftist frauds on us. I mean, the irony though there is that every human comes from the most competitive sperm. I've actually heard that's incorrect. Oh, it's uh, apparently we're the sperm that takes. Okay. Because uh, apparently all the sperm before us breaks down oh. like the defenses of the, the egg okay. or whatever. So the tortoise. And then, uh, yeah, we're, we're just like suicide bombers. So they're like, you see scenes of like an army storming a castle. They're the ones like yeah. <laughs> at the front line. It's like an egg siege. They are extras. <laughs> they're the ones that are like get the tar thrown on them and shit. They all die. <laughs> But they break it down, so eventually... That's, that's exactly what yeah. happens inside of the uterus. Wow. <laughs> it's like fucking Game of Thrones in the fucking uterus, dude. Oh, that's, so if you, if you take, take the Christian viewpoint that sperm are babies, which many people do, I would say, yeah, this, the velocity of sperm is quite fast. So I think at that level, you might have a competitive race. Oh, good point. Yeah, I guess sperm are swimmers. If sperm is considered a child or a baby... Could you just not like come in the ocean by a shark and see who get goes faster? Oh, that's a great point. So we oh, gotta. Yeah. That's what we need to rig. We need to rig a, a sperm race. Somebody to jerk off right next to a shark. Shark. <laughs> see how I'll be right back. I go jizz on this shark. The shark jerk off race. <laughs> there you go. So Dom, we don't know the answer, but just jerk off in the ocean near a shark and then time how fast they get to a certain point. I think that's a <laughs> Yeah, dude. Very practical solution to that question. Our next question comes from Dustin. Dustin asks, would you date a werewolf? I would not. I would be scared that they would turn into the werewolf because I, I don't know much about 
horror movie monsters, but are werewolves, once they turn into the werewolf, do they still have control over themselves? or is that a- No, dude, depends. Oh, it depends on the werewolf? It depends. It, it, well, it depends on which uh, mythology you're following from your teen werewolf True. vampire series. Are we talking Vampire Diary werewolves? Are we talking MTV Teen Wolf? I mean... Buffy. Buffy? I, mean, I, date, I date Oz. I would date, I would date a werewolf. Was he hot or some shit? I don't know. Uh, I never no, saw Oz that. Oz is Seth Green. But <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Think... No, I never saw that. I, yeah, you guys are probably know better than I do. Most, about... most mythologies agree they only wolf out during the full moon. So, like, you got 29 days a month to bone down and have fun, do your thing. And then one day a month, you got to lock them in the basement. It's only one night. Yeah, you just, get, you just tie them up, lock up. I've seen there's so much. Every werewolf in TV and in film is... is Misunderstood. Yeah, misunderstood. And hot. They're hot and, and excessively hot. Yeah. Excessively hot and misunderstood. So, Kevin, you're saying yes. Yeah, I would date a werewolf. How about you, Bobby? So, I don't know if I would date a werewolf, but I could see myself getting rejected by one. <laughs> Great point. Great point. Good point. I shouldn't. I, sh- I should humble myself. Yeah, you're just assuming. Yeah, I guess so. We're all assuming. Yeah, because all these werewolves are trying to date us all the time. So, would you turn them down or not? I play a lot of dating sims. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, fun, so this is a, a, a scenario I've played out before. <laughs> Very well. All right, and we're going to get to our last question here. This comes from Pepper. Pepper asks, would you rather fuck a dead dog or a live fire ant bed? <laughs> I would do dead dog. Because a dog, do- I'm not, I mean, it's be gross. Who's I'm- dog? No, I don't know. <laughs> what, what breed are we talking here? Is it going to upset the owner? <laughs> Do I know this dog? Yeah. Is it a girl dog? All right, because I ain't gay. I ain't fucking no boy dog. Do I have to kill the dog? Are we talking Siberian Husky? Are we talking uh, yeah. Yorkie? I'm assuming just random dead dog. I, I mean, well, for one thing, I don't know how I could possibly get hard or turned on enough to fuck a dead dog. Yeah. But if we're just going to take that out of the equation and somehow I still get a hard on. I'd still rather fuck the dead dog. It'd be gross and disgusting, but live fire and bed, dude, that's painful dude, as fuck. Dude, you have to finish. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. my God, dude. Oh, man. So I don't... Plot thickens. Well, uh, I'm still sticking to dead dog, though. I mean, it's going to take me a long time to finish either way. But <laughs> so say you did have to have sex with a dead female dog. Don't they, like, isn't the penis stuck inside of the dog? For a while, like, have you never seen, like... Is that dogs? right? Yeah, when, like, dogs fuck, yeah, they get stuck on each other. It's kind of like rigor mortis, but for living creatures. No, but, I mean, but actually, that would be the advantage of fucking a dead one, then, because I would think that muscle Oh, is yeah, that gonna... wouldn't work, right? Yeah. Yeah. How, fr- yeah, how, how dead are we talking? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't just know. I guess, Pepper, you got to be more specific Still with these warm, questions. Yeah. You just find yourself apologizing to the dog for taking forever to come? Yeah, it comes back to life before you're done. How about you, Ian? I could definitely go fantasy-wise in my mind to, that's the dog that used to shit on my grass, fuck that little piece of shit, and I could use some vengeance and spite to kind of power through. (laughs) All right. How about you, Bobby? I'm going to say, I mean, for practicality's sake, I don't think the fire ant bed's going to offer that much friction. (laughs) Yeah, it would just tickle. (laughs) I don't know. Tickle? Is that what you're going to call it? Tickle? Best case, it would tickle. Is that what you're going with then, Kevin? What are you going? You're going with fire ant bed? This is a tough one. (laughs) Because <laughs> the questions that keep us up at night. One is going to hurt me physically and the other one's going to hurt yeah. me psychologically. That's right. That's exactly right. And I'm choosing psychologically. I guess. Um, oh, fuck, man. This is on record. Yes, it's on record, dude. Well, not only is it on record, but we have a fire ant bed outside the studio <laughs> and a dead dog. <laughs> Think of your dream job. The answer to this question is going to keep you from getting it. Yeah, that's right. SNL. <laughs> I'm going to be Shane Gillis. That's right. This is our Shane Gillis question of the night. <laughs> it would be funny if you think it's a tough question because you love both of them. It's like, I can't, you know, I, I can't choose. Fucking <laughs> Sophie's choice over here with these. Mary Kill, dead dog or fire ant bed. Is there a choice to fuck? <gasps> Can I put the fire ants inside of the dead dog? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. All right, so there's your answer, Pepper. Have a little three way dance. <laughs> Look at her ducking. There was no stipulation that you couldn't do that, so you found the loophole there, the fire ant hole. Thank you. All right, guys, that's the podcast. Kevin, thank you for doing the podcast, thanks my friend. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, yeah, bro. Thanks. I appreciate awesome. you, man. Anything you want to plug? You got social media or any of that shit? Do you have social media? Everything at Kevo Delgado, K E V O D E L G A D O. Also, 
I do run a show here in Charlotte called Don't Tell Comedy. Uh, I run the Charlotte chapter of that. Just be on the lookout. We're going to start having our first couple shows here at the end of September. Actually, tell, why don't you tell people what Don't Tell Comedy is? Don't Tell is just a pop-up comedy show that happens in a bunch of cities in the U.S. I'm fortunate enough to produce the Charlotte shows. And it, we just do shows in like really like unconventional places like gyms, record stores, just like not typical venues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just uh, check out Don't Tell Comedy and look for Charlotte. And then if you have like a, if you work somewhere that's really cool or you have like a really cool backyard or really large living room, you don't mind having a bunch of people in there to do oh, yeah. some comedy, hit me up, hit me, hit me up directly. Or you can go on Don't Tell Comedy's website, go to Charlotte and then. At the very bottom, I believe, there's like a, a little link that'll let you submit. So, yeah, check that out. Yeah, it's a cool right. idea, man. Uh, it's like a really cool little concept. All right, do you guys have any last words, Bobby, Ian? Um, I'm just going to take some animal dewormer later. <laughs> Anyone want to party with me? Yeah, actually, I'm going to take worm dehorser. Worm dehorser? Yeah, you know when worms get horses? Get horse. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna just to be a contrarian. That's what I'm gonna take when I get COVID. Worm the horser. I'm just gonna take a horse tranquilizer. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, just might as well. Let's just let's do it all, fun. man. I'm gonna take horse Viagra. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you want to support us online, you can uh, check out our Patreon, uh, themshits.com or Patreon.com/slash/indecorouscomedy. Or if you just dig the podcast, just tell your friends to listen to the podcast. That's the easiest, best way that you can help us out. That's the podcast, Walk Your Cat. Walk Your Cat. Walk Your Cat. America has a some pussy.